There was many things that I wanted in my life that I literally have now. You know, I manifested these things into my life. And the journey of yoga has been this beautiful flow and pathway of learning. And I say this like in italicized bold lettering, the journey has been learning to love the journey, not the destination. Podcast Junkies, episode 326. Welcome back. I'm your host, Harry Duran. If you are new to the world of podcasting, if this is your very first podcast you've ever heard, ever, 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 wow, that would be amazing. I doubt that's the case, but that'd be cool if you did. And just thinking about people listening to their very, very, very first podcast. If you are a podcaster, make sure you roll out the welcome mat for your listeners because you never know when people are discovering it. And we all need to do our best to make sure that people are having a fantastic experience when they discover podcasts for the first time, kind of like I did way back in 2013. But I'm guessing this is not your first podcast and you've listened to many. And if you've been listening to many of these episodes, you know that I just like to have fun in the intros and talk about a little of what's happening in my world and get you excited to listen to the guest that's coming up today. And it's going to be Alec Rubin. He is a brother of mine that I met at Sacred Sons EMX. And I mentioned it in a past episode. It was a three-day event in Brennan, Washington. I'd never been to that part of the country. It was a transformational event, and I was not aware prior to attending how much I needed an experience like that. I'm 52 years old. It's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, and especially as I get older, this idea that men typically do not have a rite of passage. And it's something that is important for men and it's something that organizations like Sacred Sons are focused on. They've been doing their thing for, looks to be about eight years, given that I'm gonna be attending the Convergence 8 event this year in Los Angeles. And we'll talk a lot about that as well. If you missed the last episode, it was with Matt Shields. We talked a lot about the importance of getting visibility on your podcast and using specifically Facebook ads to do that. Matt is an expert. He's got a session that he's making available for podcasters. Make sure you listen to that. We're still working together about some ideas about how to get more visibility to a podcast episode. And and Matt and I are working on some stuff behind the scenes. So you expect to hear more about that, but please listen to that. We talk about audience building, audience targeting, and obviously the joys of entrepreneurship, which is my favorite topic. I want to remind you that if you're listening to this episode and you are loving it or you loved a past episode and you have never submitted a review and a rating to a podcast host, maybe this should be your first one. It's music to a podcaster's ears. If we were reading the music, I guess if you're reading it, then maybe it's like a sight for sore eyes. But (laughs) regardless of what the metaphor is, we love when they come in as podcasters. And so ratethispodcast.com forward slash podcast junkies. Leave that rating review. Nothing would please me more than read it out on a future episode. Remember, I want you to be focused on this conversation. These episodes are chock full of great takeaways. And as a listener, I want you to focus all your energy on our conversation. And rest assured, you can always visit podcastjunkies.com to read the full show notes for this episode, which includes all guest links as well. I'll be spending some more time in future episodes, specifically around this idea of value for value. I've talked about it in other episodes, but it's making a lot of headway. And I want to make sure I come back and spend some proper time on letting you know that if you want to support this show, you can do that. We are value for value enabled, which means if you're listening to one of the fancier apps that support direct podcaster engagement, like Fountain, you can do that while you're listening to this show. If you want a list of new apps that support this feature, go to newpodcastapps.com. 
and try one of those out. This episode is super timely because I will be heading back to hang with my brothers at Sacred Sons at Convergence 8 in Los Angeles the first week of October. So we're going to hear a little bit about that in this conversation with Alec. I can't say enough good things about the organization and how it's changed my life and helped me think about how I want to show up in the world for the people that I care about and all the decisions I've made in the past and being gentle with myself and understanding that I just didn't know enough or have enough support or I didn't know where to go. And now that I found the, the Sacred Sons family, I can't stop talking about them enough. One more quick production note. We had a little bit of a challenge with the tech during this conversation. Unfortunately, the call dropped a couple of times on both of our ends. And so we had to piece this together. It took a little bit of editing work. So shout out to my production team for getting that done. I really appreciate it. So if there's anything that sounds a little jumbled or there might be some crosstalk, that would probably be why. So thank you for being patient. I guarantee you it's still amazing content. You're going to have a blast. Prepare for some high vibe fun, some brotherly love, some yoga, and some awesomeness. But before we get into said conversation with Brother Alec, here are a few words from the folks that support this show. If you've been on the fence about getting your podcast started, I have great news for you. My newly updated course, Podcast Blueprint 101, walks you through everything you need to get your podcast off the ground. And best of all, listeners of this show will get 50% off. In this course, I'll walk you through everything you need to get your podcast off the ground. In section one, mindset, we'll talk about getting started, the importance of the right mindset, and how to think about continuous improvement for your show. In section two, we lay the groundwork. We talk about planning your show, positioning it, and how to go about creating a quality production. In the growth section, we focus on where and when to publish your show, how to promote it to the right platforms, and as an added bonus, some specifics about how you can profit from your show as well. I've also included a list of tools and services that have been helpful for me in the growth of my show. So again, the URL is podcastblueprint101.com and use promo code PBHD50 to get 50% off exclusively for listeners of the show. With so many companies starting up in the podcasting space, sometimes it's a bit of a challenge to figure out who you can trust and what the company is all about, which is why with my co-founder, Brad Nolan, we've created the Podosphere. Think of it as Yelp for podcasters. The Podosphere features all the companies making moves in the podcasting space. In this comprehensive directory, you'll be able to view the different companies by category, rate your favorites, and connect with them on their socials. As you learn more about your favorite companies, you'll also be able to create your own pod stack, which is a feature that lets your fans know all the companies and services that you're currently using to produce your show. For the most comprehensive podcast directory in the galaxy, head on over to thepodosphere.com. Brother Alec Rubin, host of Yoga Revealed Podcast, and my newly discovered brother that I didn't know I had. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on Podcast Junkies. Hey, man, I'm grateful to be here and grateful to all the beautiful people that are listening. Yeah, what's interesting is it's crazy when you think about all the different ways that people connect and how you can meet someone that, you know, a month ago or two months ago, you didn't even know existed. <laughs> and so it's been crazy because I've spoken, I mentioned a couple of times on this podcast, I've talked about it on my socials. So people know that I went to a retreat, Sacred Sons retreat, which was, everyone had asked me how it went. I said it was transformational, definitely has shifted something in me. Like they say, brotherhood is the medicine. <laughs> I didn't realize that I needed some of that. So I was really apprehensive about going. Obviously, I'm super glad I did. I'm signed up now. So for Convergence 8 
in Los Angeles, which is awesome. It's going to be 300 of us there. So that's kind of the energy there is going to be off the hook. So, you know, we're going to meander all over the place and obviously get into what you're doing creatively as well. But, you know, talk a little bit about your Sacred Sons journey, because I know you've been with the organization for a while and I know you care a lot about the work that you're doing. You know, I, I really do. You know, thank you, Harry. And it was amazing to witness you and witness you experience your own breakthroughs. You know, I think that right there, it's like to be witnessed into witness is so special. And it is just something in our quote unquote society that we just don't see day to day, day in, day out, the hustle, the grind, the monotonous things that we quote unquote have to do. Yeah. But then when we choose to show up in a place like Sacred Sons for, you know, if you're a man or if you're a woman and you know a man, the podcast to send to that man for at least the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Dove right in. I did a two-day immersion and then I did their online training program and I decided to go to this EMX where you and I met, embodying masculine agreements. And, you know, there's three pillars that we honor there. It's confrontation, yeah. it's connection, it's celebration. And to me, those three pillars, when a man is embodying confrontation, connection, celebration, we are connected to our leadership. We are embodying what it is to be a wholesome man honoring the hardships the joys the intensities the excitements of life yeah you know and so you know and that's a lot about it like the excitement but let me just share the practical application of what sacred sons has taught me okay maybe you've heard the quote from ram das if you think you're enlightened go spend a week with your family got back from a family reunion and i witnessed I want to be mindful and not share personal stories of sure, others, sure. you know, just honor that confidentiality. But let's just say that two people who have raised me from boyhood into being a 32-year-old man, their marriage was failing. Yeah. And it was kind of loveless. And we're sitting at dinner and I just, I had what we call a charge clearing. And I was able to hold a facilitation for two people that I love, that have known me my entire life since day one. Yeah. Really. And I helped them understand what the other person was saying because it was not connecting for them too. Hmm. And at the end of that, weeks later, a difference has been made and they're seemingly walking towards more of a loving marriage rather than a loveless marriage. And then the next day I shared words with my father, which I know that you could relate to this, that I've been wanting to share with him for six years, but didn't have the gusto or the courage yeah. or the words yeah. or the heart empathy to share with him. And that was all real time from applying what Sacred Sons has taught me. It's like when we can take the work and do our family, that's when we know we're on the right path. And so I'm excited. I'll be seeing you at Convergence State. I got a Colorado EMX coming up in a few weeks. I'm going to go to Maui Mana and connect on nice. Maui with some incredible men. I mean, Dude, it, you're all in. it's next level. So if you're a man, sacredsons.com, check it out. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I've been sort of, and I think a lot of the guys there, they talked about like watching the stuff on the fringes and, you know, watching from the sidelines. And when you see some of the pictures and some of the videos, it's pretty intense. And it probably, it's uncomfortable to watch and to think that you are ready for that. Because you're just like, well, what are they doing there? Part of it looks like, is it put on? Is it real? Is it genuine? There's so many questions. And I think just as a guy, the ego kicks in and just like, oh, 
what am I going to learn from them? Or this is just a bunch of dudes with like uh, feathers in their hair, just like, you know, wilding out. It's like not for me. And I think there's something there for everyone. And, and I think what was interesting is that the range of the men we saw there, you know, there's guys in there like, you know, I'm 52, but there's, there were guys older than me there, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking about like Chendo who came all the way from Puerto Rico, our brother Chendo and Yosef who came all the way from New York city, <laughs> which is a funny story. Cause he thought he was, he said that he bought tickets to the one to the Washington event. And he told his kids and he was excited that he was going to go. And his kids are like, dad, this is Washington state, not Washington, DC. And he's like, okay, I guess I'm going anyway. So and Yos- obviously Yosef was, was amazing. And Chendo's wife bought him the, the, the ticket. She's like, this is for you. You need to go to this. And she bought him a jacket there, which is so cute. So it's so funny, all the different ways. But I think when you see the breakthroughs and you see what guys are holding on to, and just even the ability to just let out a primal scream, like if you do that anywhere else, even if I were to do it here, my girlfriend would probably come running down and be saying, like, is everything okay? And I think this ability to create this ability to release, which a lot of men have been holding in, is very important. It's very important. And I think, you know, more folks, more guys need to hear about this and know that it's something that, you know, you may try once and maybe that's all you need. But I think for me, it feels like something that I really want to make a part of my regular day-to-day life as long as I'm around. I agree with you, man. I mean, it's the lone wolf syndrome that just doesn't work anymore. It could get us to a certain point, but it's not going to take us that far in the grand scheme of the collective. Yeah. And I feel like that is something that a lot of men experience is feeling around men who do care, who do care for you, who do care about your story and allowing your story to be heard, seen, and then transmuted, you know? And that like ties in a lot to what I do because like the transmutation, I am not my story. I am not my past limitations and I am not my past things that have held me hostage, that I've held myself hostage to. I am not that, you know? So I agree with you tenfold, man. So where are you calling in from? Checking in from Boulder, Colorado. That was part of the exercises we had every morning in Sacred Sons, checking in. And I think it's important, this idea of checking in, not only location-wise, but also heart-wise. Like, what are you feeling in the moment? And I think for me, I've always been like a head centric, like thinking about logically, like what I'm have to do that day. And I learned, you know, the importance of like checking in from your heart, <laughs> like what's your heart feeling? And it could change, you know, five seconds from now. But I think recognizing that there's something that you're feeling in the moment. And a lot of times it's the first thing that comes to your mind. So I think that was a helpful reminder as well. Yeah. So sure talk enough. a little bit about your creative journey, because you've been active with the podcast. but I want to know what happened, you know, how that led up to it and where, if you can think about where you started, did you start down like the nine to five route and, and find out something that was different or, you know, where were some of the early moments for you when you were kind of like realizing that there might be something different for your path? Yeah. Thank you, Harry, for asking that question. And, you know, I'd love to share the journey. And I would say that I have a different journey, you know, it's been a challenge and it has also been extremely revealing where for me, I have always followed my heart. Like whatever my heart has wanted to do, I've pretty much done. I've never had a nine to five dollar to hour job outside of college. The last time I had a dollar to hour job 
was, I think I was 18 years old and I'm 32 and I was working at GameStop okay. in Louisville, Kentucky as a okay. senior in high school, which is so funny. And, you know, I've always been a little bit of an entrepreneur in high school. I sold bed sheets, funny okay. enough, like my family <laughs> and I, we bought a container of bed sheets and I just was hustling them to everyone, teachers, bank tellers, gas station people like. I was literally, I would literally just have bed sheets in my backpack and I would That's be funny. hustling them. So funny. Was it, was you it know, a thread count? Come to college. Oh, they were 2200 Egyptian thread count cotton, baby. You nice. know it. Silk and cotton. It was awesome. <laughs> they were good. All colors, all sizes. Very hilarious. And, you know, when I came to college, I studied Chinese and Asian studies with a minor in business. Okay. And I soon realized, just like, man, the, this society thing is just like not for me. Like I just, my other friends are like going down the pathways of being lawyers and doctors and real estate agents and like all this stuff. I was just like, that's just not me. My best friend took me to a yoga class and that yoga class at 19 years old completely changed my life. And I'll just say fast forward 12 years to present day, 13 years, 10 yoga teacher trainings, a master's degree in traditions of yoga and meditation. I've studied yoga with thousands of people. I've taught yoga to thousands of people. I've traveled the world and I've been able to invest almost 80 grand into my studies. Mm -hmm. And how did I make that happen, right? I always found a way. And it never really meant that I had a lot of financial security though. So in those first five years of teaching yoga full time, which was a struggle, but it was, I was passionate, you know, I was in college too. So it was like, I was in college. I was very fortunate for my parents to walk away from college debt-free. And, you know, I was teaching 15, 20 classes a week, which made me enough money to like live life in college where my parentals were supporting me. And I'm yeah. very fortunate for that. I do not take that for granted. And, yeah. and I, I give thanks for that experience. But then once college graduated and I was trying to make it work, and live within the means of how I wanted to live. I was like making 25 grand a year teaching yoga full time. And that's what most yoga teachers might make, which is a hard struggle, you know? So it's like for those who take yoga classes from their teacher, give them gratitude. They are doing that out of seva, out of selfless service. It is not a money hustling thing unless there are two kind of individuals, the high level influencer or the person with seniority who's been teaching for decades, who I have studied with. And even then, there's still financial struggle for someone like that. I know personally those people. And so one of those people, his name's Eddie Modestini. He's a yoga teacher. He's been teaching for 40 years. He saw the passion that I had for yoga and the passion that I had for selling things. You know, I was just really good. If I'm passionate around something, I speak with this charisma and this excitement because I know the value. And I've always held that embodiment in sales. It's not about transactional conversations. It's about transformational conversations. People don't buy my product. They buy me. Yeah, of course. They buy Harry. They buy podcast junkies. They buy the value of what we are offering. And so Eddie was like, dude, and I see you hustling this yoga and you're like making 40 bucks a class and it's like not working for you. And I found something. Yeah. You got to check it out. And so I checked it out. It was this organic superfoods company. It had been around for 30 years and 10, 12 years in the network marketing industry. I knew absolutely nothing about network marketing. 
And I just gave it a shot. You would never know that I once suffered from cystic acne all mm. over my face as a 26-year-old mm. man, 32 today. And so within the first couple months of consuming these organic superfoods and detoxing glyphosate, if you're familiar with glyphosate, yeah. it's a nasty pesticide endorsed by Monsanto, and it's just a t- terrible carcinogen in our food collective of America. And yeah. so I started to detox these things from my body. My acne went away, and then I went into the business opportunity. And man, within six months of building my superfood network marketing business, I made more in six months than I did in three years of teaching yoga full time. And that's when I was like, wow, okay, there's like, let's tag in on this entrepreneurship journey. And so, you know, I really started to put my head in and focus on mindset and the skill set of surrounding myself with six and seven and eight figure income earners in the network marketing industry. And then I also found these people who also care about spirituality and self-development. You know, money and spirituality can coexist in harmony and service to this planet. You know, and I'm not someone who has hundred thousands of dollars in the bank, yet I live with so much freedom in my heart and in my mind. And I know how to ask for help. And I also know how to make business happen with individuals who are committed to growth and work, you know? And so I share that whole journey because in the midst of it, that's when my podcast began. And that was a second income stream that happened right as I began my journey with Purium, the superfood okay. company. Just a quick pause there. Cause like when, obviously yeah. when people think about some of these, what they call MLM companies what? and people have like a bit skeptical sometimes because people have been burned with them and me, oh, I mean, I grew right. up in the eighties and so my parents went to Amway. So like immediately, like my initial thought is like stuff like that. And so I'm wondering, you know, I'm sure family members may have kind of guided you on or had advice for you on sort of that stuff. So talk a little bit about your discernment and your ability to figure out if this was the right deal for you, if this was genuine, if this, this is actually something that was going to allow you the, the freedom you were looking for and to grow your income too. Great question. You know, first off, I'll share the vulnerability of the story. So in 2017, on April 7th, that was my 26th birthday. My teacher, who, you know, I've been studying yoga with this man for a year and a half at that point. He's 70 years old. I trust him. So it came from someone that I trust. And I was like, you know, I'll just, I'll try it. Like, why not? I've got acne. You say it'll help me. And I used to, like, you say there's an opportunity. I'm kind of struggling. I'm not really in a position to say no to things. So I'm open. <laughs> yeah. I've always been a yes man. I was just like, I'll try it. I'll just see what happens. Yeah. I also knew that, you know, we still have this today. There's a 60 day money back guarantee, even if you eat everything. So I was like, cool. If I don't like it, I can get my money back. Sure. I'm not tripping out. Sure. And so I try it and I have an amazing experience. And so that's what I trusted first off. Now, I knew nothing about MLM. I knew nothing about network marketing. But what I did know is that it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> what I did is that only the people at the top are making the money. Oh, yeah. And I say that quotations because, for instance, my yoga teacher, I make more money than he does <laughs> in my network marketing business, even though he enrolled me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a myth. And then two, corporate America is the pyramid scheme. Yeah. I've always believed that, you know, the cashier at Whole Foods is never going to make as much money as Jeff Bezos, you know, yeah, of course, you know, the people who are selling Teslas are never going to make as much money as Elon. Like, yeah. so it's like, that's the real pyramid. And so to me, I also began to realize, you know, 
not all network marketing companies are made equally. I've been in this industry for six years. I've seen people, quote unquote, get burned. But to me, that's because this is an industry where you are paid by performance. If you're not performing, you're not doing, quote unquote, the work, creating conversations that are more transformational than transactional, you're not going to see that income and that's not going to feel good. And so that's why people would say, oh, well, that doesn't work. And I got burned on that. I mean, I understand. But then I've also met people who sales don't bother them. Sales don't bother me, but I don't consider myself a salesman. I consider myself a value man. I bring value to the world. I bring value to my conversations. And that's the difference. And so I get that MLM trigger and like I'm allergic to MLM and I understand. I have no judgment of people who are like, yeah, that's not for me. And I'm like, cool, that's okay. It's for me. And I like it. But I also have five other streams of income. I believe in multiple streams of income. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Most definitely. I think it's one of those things that as an entrepreneur, once you've tasted entrepreneurship and the freedom that comes with it, then you're open to other possibilities, partnerships and collaborating with people and some stuff, you know, it's the entrepreneur journey. Like you fail a lot, you fall on your face, you spend money, thousands of dollars on stuff that you try and it didn't work. But I think, you know, it's a common theme we've talked about here on the show, just this, this ability to get up faster and just kind of brush that dirt off your shoulders and be like, okay, that didn't work. That didn't work. And I think for me, I've been able to practice. And so it's made me more open to take more risks and some of them pay off and some of them don't. But I think once you have it in your blood as an entrepreneur, it's not something that goes away. Seriously. You know, I mean, for me, man, I'm someone who in the height of COVID 2020, my superfood business, you know, these are shelf stable organic superfoods. My business skyrocketed from four or five grand a month to nine, 10 grand a month. Yeah. I literally doubled. And then over the last year, as the pandemic has, you know, started, you know, we're out of COVID at this era at this point, I've watched that number drop down again to about that half point mark. And it's been so interesting to me because it's like, wow, I like tasted that freedom for a year and a half of higher level income for me. And then it dropped and it's like, wow, okay, I got to really check in with my skill set and my mindset. Like what's happening here? And it's been a huge self-development piece and it's been so rewarding. It really has. So talk a little bit about your marketing journey because it's obviously you've built up a pretty decent Instagram following and then we'll ease our way into the podcast as well. But is this ability, and we met in person, obviously you are very like the energy level is off the charts. And so, you know, I think that comes through when people meet you, I'm assuming for the first time as well, how genuine you are and how giving you are. And so, you know, I can sense your heart and maybe it's because we spent three days in the woods together. <laughs> but I think for the most part, <laughs> that's who you are. So like, how did you start to kind of piece this together? And then, you know, talk about where you learned your marketing chops. Yeah, you know, honestly, man, I credit the heart that I have in my life to two things. One, yoga. Okay. Yoga and meditation and fitting in the cavern of my heart, meaning in stillness, going to self-develop, being on my yoga mat, being in meditation and going inside and seeing what I feel. And sometimes it's dark and it's angry and it's sad, but to acknowledge those feelings, that's the truth of the heart. So it's like yoga and meditation, these practices that have helped me create an openness and then two, psychedelics. Mm -hmm. I'm a psychonaut. 
I believe in them and I, they've tra- transformed my life. And what I will say as disclaimer, I'm not saying go do that. Okay. However, I am saying educate yourself. Go watch on Netflix how to change your mind. Yeah, you haven't seen that? It's an amazing yeah. documentary. And for me, at a young age, I, incredible documentary. At a young age, at 19, I really started to explore. And I had an ego death. I had a seizure. I had a transformational experience. And I remember that death of my life, waking up and thinking I was dead. Full on. This is like the extremely quick story. <laughs> I'm not even going into the story. I'm just telling you the aftermath yeah. of it. I remember it all. Yeah. It was incredible. It was so crazy. But I woke up that day from that seizure and I thought I was dead. Interesting. Full on. It was a time when I was atheist, didn't believe in anything, didn't feel time in my life. At 19 years old, I had an awakening. And that awakening brought me gratitude for the fleeting gifts that is life. Because as I said, on April 7th, I started my business. April 10th in 2017, my best friend died. Wow. And in that shift, I can link those twos of like, I woke up for the first time at 19 and I actually experienced the loss of a man that I spoke to every day. Yeah. And that is a part of the story of how I've been able to cultivate my marketing skills because whenever you feel that moment of excitement. I've always been like, wow, okay, I got to like take it and run with it. You know, I might literally be in the store. Like I'm that dude who might see someone picking something out and I will strike a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm so open to the conversation where like I even heard one person in Whole Foods talking to someone about Vega. Don't mean to bash on a shitty product, but yes. it's not a great product. <laughs> and then I just went up to her and started chatting. Didn't sell her on anything, but I started chatting and educating. I offered her my number and she took it. That's funny. That's great. You know, I was like, text me if you want to hear more. Yeah. Put it in her, put all in her court. So, you know, it's like to me, the openness and excitement, it's like one of the four pillars of how I've created success. That fourth pillar, I won't go through all, all four, but the fourth one is always staying open. I'm mm. always in recruit mode. I'm always in the sharing experience. If I can get out of my own way and just be knowing that I have something of value to share, it will be done. And I've honored that from the beginning of my journey, from yoga, from Purium, from Sacred Sons to, you know, inviting people to things that I'm passionate about, whatever it is. It's just staying open, you know? So I think that you, thing that holds a lot of people back. So mm. when did podcasting get on, come on your radar? So the podcast started in 2015 two years before I started my superfood business. I was in Costa Rica at Envision Music Festival. Saw this beautiful black influencer yogi man walking down the beach. And I was like, oh my God, I know who that is. <laughs> I know who that is. I want to meet him. Yeah. So I do an extravagant yoga pose to catch his attention. And I do. And we become friends. And we take photos together by the beach in sunset. It was so iconic and cliche and hilarious and awesome. Alec, I see you. We took my yoga class. And, you know, at that time I had 50, 60 people coming to my yoga class, nice. full-time yoga teacher. And he was like, man, I've got this vision and I want to tell you about it. Let's start this podcast called the Yoga Journey Podcast. And we're going to interview all the well-known yoga teachers and all the influencers and share their story. And it's funny because when I was trying to create the LLC, there was already a thing, Yoga Journey. Okay. So we 
we're brainstorming names. And then I was like, how about Yoga Revealed? Mm. He was like, boom, <laughs> that's the name. And so we went on a mission for pretty much like a year and a half, two years, sometimes six episodes a month, but three minimum for two years straight. And we know we just crossed over like 450,000 downloads, 500,000 downloads, something like that. And it was interesting yeah. because, you know, we were super slow to monetize because Andrew had his own things going on. I was really focused with Purium, but we were just like pumping out value and free content, free content, free content, free content. And then in 2022, it was like, okay, we have like 4,000 listeners. We need to like do something with. So we got a platform. We need to do something. Yeah. And so we created, it's called a seven-day yoga reset. You can go to yogarevealed.com right now. Click seven-day yoga reset. Pay what you want. Literally, a pay what you want mm-hmm. offering. Seven yoga classes, eight meditation. And it's cool. Some people put a dollar in. Some people put a hundred bucks in and it just kind of flows, man. It's been really neat just to see what the yoga community wants to pay for pay what you want offering. That's funneling into a hundred days of yoga, which we have almost completed. Asana, pranayama, breath work, lecture, meditations, visualizations, all high background, all recorded in Costa Rica. So, you know, that was the podcast journey for me, man. I started this and I was sitting across from world-renowned yoga teachers. Yeah. Wisdom keepers have been teaching yoga for their entire lifetime, wow. you know? Younger than me, older than me, older than you, younger than you. It was incredible. It was such a special experience. How did you think about the early days in terms of a format and, you know, questions, prep, you know, talk a little bit about the logistics of getting everything set mm-hmm. up because it was obviously something you were doing for the first time. Yeah, it's so funny, man. And I mean... When I first began, I would just use my computer and then I had a Yeti mic and I just plugged the nice little background in my room or their room. Our agreement do in-person interviews, bring the potency into present. That was the time, you know, 2017, we could do that. (laughs) And so you think about it, it's like it's a yoga podcast. And so we would email yoga festivals and be like, hey, we started this podcast. Here's the first 20 people that have already been on it very significant names. We'd get free access. We'd go interview these teachers. It was so cool and very slowly. And so I had this journal and I had all the questions written down. You know, I'm 26 ish at the time and I was not very confident in interviewing, but I'm confident in myself. And so I'm new to this. And so like I'm interviewing, I'm interviewing people and it's a great experience. And then, you know, next thing I know, I've done like 80 interviews. Wow. And I'm like, you know, questions of the person to go deeper into their story, right? You know? And so that became so powerful for me because, like, you know, I would listen to certain, I'm not going to name any names, but I've been listening to certain interviewers on podcasts that have like a thousand X more value volume than I do. Yeah. And they interview the person and interrupt them like 80 times. I hate that. And I'm like, dude, will you <laughs> shut up and like let your person talk? And so I really became good at listening and listening is a skill that I can still be better at always. But in the interview section, I became masterful and quite exceptional at extracting. So I want to kind of dive in a little bit there because I think it's so interesting 
this idea of podcast hosts. And I think it may just be a personality thing because there's a, a popular, I mean, I've listened to Aubrey's podcast, you know, which is a great show, but there's, I was listening to one a couple of days and I mean, I love his content. I love his guests, Aubrey Marcus, but there was one recent episode where I just, he just kept interrupting and like not, or adding to the conversation, but at some point it's so funny. Cause I was just really thinking about that. Like, am I supposed to be annoyed? It's his show. You can do whatever you want. Right. Like it's, if I want to talk this whole thing, it's not pleasant for the guest if I'm just the only one talking. I'm so I'm assuming at some point, but I was so excited to hear this guest. And I think most people, when they see a guest on a show, it almost feels like you want to hear as much of that person as possible. And I think that's sort of what was like, I was just kind of both minds there. And I'm just like, I know you have a lot to add. And sometimes there's magic when two people get together and it's almost like they're both co-hosts. And then maybe that's a different vibe. But I think part of what you're speaking to is just this idea of like, you know, you come for the the guest and then like it gets sort of like taken over or not taken over, but just it's too much of like the host chiming in with his feedback. And you've probably heard stuff that he said on so many previous episodes. So it's a weird one for me, but I definitely get, get what you're talking about. Dude, and it's funny because that's literally who I was talking about. <laughs> I'm like, bro, let your person talk. And like, Yes, bring in concept, but like, don't just interrupt the mid sentence. Yeah, I have deep, mad love and respect for Aubrey and what he's yeah. doing in the world. I've never met him. Yeah, I know he's making it. A- yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally agree, and I guess they each his own. And at some point, I imagine if enough of these conversations make their way out there, like it'll get to him. Because I was almost tempted at some point to just like great interview, except a little less of Aubrey would have been fine, but like. I think at some point, hopefully people close to him will give him that feedback. But have you felt like how many episodes are you in now with the show? I think we're like 132 or 128. Yeah. Have you seen that arc of you as a host and your co-host? Like, have you seen the growth? Could, could you talk a little bit about what that's been for you, you know, from episode one to where you are now? Yeah, you know, it has been an arc in the sense of when I first started, people would be like, wow, that was such a wonderful interview. I love the insight. I'm able to apply that into my own journey of being a yoga teacher, yoga student, how to deepen my practice. Wow. I also hearing your growth, Alec, like I hear newness coming out of you. I literally feel you more of a man in how you're embodying your leadership and who you are. It became about the episode, but then it also became about me. And I'm not saying that in a selfish big up myself brag way i'm saying that in the sense of i received the mirror and reflection from other people of that i'm doing the work and the podcast reflected that because when we launched our first program seven day reset it totally scaled you know it was so awesome like thousand people bought it in like a week or something you know and we just all we did was post it on social media like that's all we did and put it on an episode. And it was just like, I think it's an important thing to talk about, especially for new podcasters. I think sometimes they get a little too excited about trying to monetize too quickly without growing that audience first. And it sounds like what you did was a realization that you had to put in the time to grow that audience. In podcasting, they talk a lot about this idea of no like and trust. And so, and it has to happen in that order. So the people have to know who you are, they have to like you and keep coming back. And then, you know, in that key moment when they trust you, if even when you make an offer, 
you've built up that goodwill with them and you've added value to their lives and to, if they keep coming back so they know like they're in the right place. And so I think naturally they'll just assume like, well, if I'm already happy with the content that I've been hearing for these past, all these years, then if the course is going to be anywhere close to the caliber of quality that like I'm used to with the show, then it's, it'll end up being a no brainer. And that's exactly what it sounds. It ended up being. So yeah, you know, Harry, I totally feel you on that because to me, it's so unique that Yoga Revealed has been around for five years and we didn't try to sell anything. Yeah. We were just wanting to serve our communities. Keep in mind that I had my own income at the time. and My co-partner had his own income at the time. So we weren't like, we need this to make money right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just was about serving our communities. And I feel that is something that allowed our community to, to know, like, and trust us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So talk a little bit about the program. Is it just like a seven-day course for people who are just getting started with yoga to learn the basics? Exactly. It's so introductory. It's about yoga in the sense that let's say someone is a little intimidated to go into a yoga studio because it's vulnerable. You know, it's like, wow, there's a lot of body challenges, things that you might not know. It's just, I get it. I was yeah. there. Yeah. I could not touch my toes at first when I first came to yoga. And so this is an opportunity to learn how to practice and security and safety of your home. Yeah. While also being able to learn from three masterful people who know what they're doing and have been teaching for a decade plus, you know, it's an online virtual thing. So it's on a drip schedule, do okay. one day at a time for okay. seven days. There's a yoga class and there's meditation and then you get to keep it forever. Pay what you want. Revealed.com. What platform are you using to deliver it? Sam cart. Okay. Same. And so people just get dripped and they get a, it's a, they're watching a video. Exactly. So they're watching okay. a video, you practice along with it and, there's a online course function. It's kind of like teachable. Yes. But we chose Samcart. Okay. Very cool. And so, and then you said that's going to be a lead into like a bigger program that people can sort of like upscale to. Exactly. And so right now we are finishing the final production, We're editing our hundred days of yoga. Nice. It would take 90 days to transform your life, to make a lifestyle, make a habit into a lifestyle, right? And so this is a hundred days, 30 minute yoga practices, but it's, there's a blend. There's yeah. yoga asana practices, beginner to intermediate. There's meditations, stillness guided, self-guided meditations. And then there's visualizations, things to open up the mind and the third eye. And yeah. then there's breathwork practices. And then there's lectures, you know, okay. lectures that are spanning through the eight limbs of yoga different philosophical and concepts of yoga for the modern individual and how to bring more access into mm. our lives, you know, yeah. get outside of the mundane. I know it's been a long journey for you with the yoga and with the business and with the podcast, but if you had to look back, you know, if you could describe what yoga, because it seems like the start and how this all got kicked off was through yoga. And I'm wondering if you've had a chance to kind of reflect and think about like the journey that you've been on and, you know, how it came into your life and really like how it's transformed and opened up all these opportunities for you. You know, it's funny because when I was on my dog walk this morning, I was reflecting and I was like, wow, you know, I've had a sitting meditation practice since 2015, sitting every day mm. for 20 to one minutes. 
And I was reflecting back when I started then, there was many things that I wanted in my life that I literally have now. You know, I manifested these things into my life. And the journey of yoga has been this beautiful flow and pathway of learning. And I say this like in italicized, bold lettering, the journey has been learning to love the journey, yeah. not the destination. Mm. Iconic quote that we all heard. Yeah. And uh, I feel like I am walking in that because it's funny. Now I have so many things that I've always wanted. And there's so much more that I'm also excited about manifesting and journeying into my life while maintaining all the gratitude for what I have right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for sharing that. So what's next in terms of like growth as you think about the podcast and what you're doing with the growth of your channel as well? Do you think about these things from a roadmap perspective or do you, as opportunities present themselves? Like, how do you think about this, you know, with your entrepreneur hat? Like, how do you think about what this is going to look like 12 months from now? Yeah, you know, so really by within the next 90 days, we're going to have the 100 days of yoga launched. and. Yeah. The aim would be for 90 days launching that and marketing that, scaling that. So then after, so the next 90 days is getting that complete and then 90 days of it being live. And then the next 90 days, three quarters from now would be funneling into a live retreat where the oh, people nice. who buy the 100 days of yoga go through it, join it on a live retreat. So that's where my hat is looking towards. Where would that retreat be? I'm not too sure yet. There's many options <laughs> upon the world. You know, there's my business partner has great connections all over the planet. So yes. really it's kind of like whatever connection he's got that is alive and well and financially is sound and exciting yeah. and feasible for people. That's probably what would be the next best. Well, I'm probably going to sign up because I'm definitely like coming out of the, uh, the Sacred Sons experience. You know, one of the first things that, you know, we were reminded of was the importance of taking care of our vessel, our body and Thankfully, I'm now in a place that has some like old school weights in here. So I've been I actually just worked out this morning, just, you know, just hitting the weights and pumping some iron and just this idea of as we get older, you know, muscles atrophy and you lose muscle mass and all the things that you read about. So just kind of conscious of that, and to, but always looking for ways to up level. So one thing that I've done for off and on, I, I had a short Kundalini yoga practice when I lived in LA and I was going once a week to that, which was really nice. And so it's hard here to find opportunities for that. So seems like the time is right to kind of dip my toe back in there again. So I'll, be, I'll definitely be checking out the seven-day class. <laughs> I love it, man. I can't wait to uh, hear what you think and yeah, I'd love to hear. So talk a little bit about the opportunities that have opened up from a networking perspective, connection perspective. I'm a big fan of you know podcasting since 2014. I host two shows and I've seen firsthand the ability of creating what I call your virtual stage. And because normally if you try to have a conversation with folks of certain high caliber, you know, if you just say, hey, can I pick your brain or can we grab some coffee? You know, everyone knows that's code for can I get some free consulting? But it's something magically happens when you have a vehicle like a podcast. And I'm wondering, I get the sense that you've experienced that firsthand. And I want to remind the listener of the power that is, you know, this, you know, the podcast, if you are intentionally focused on the type of experience you want to have and who you want to join you on this virtual stage. So how has that opened up doors for you? 
Yeah, you know, it's opened up such a massive doorman. I mean, let me just share the biggest impacts that it brought for me. In 2016, there was a festival in Boulder, Colorado called Sanamon Festival. All of the world's largest senior yoga teachers were there. And so I ended up interviewing literally every single teacher. And there was one teacher that when he was speaking, tears started flowing from my eyes. And I knew immediately, oh my God, this man is my teacher. And on on that episode, I don't know what number it is, but it was in 2016. It was one of the few there. He said, yeah, I was like, well, for the listeners who are curious, because I was curious, when's your next training? And he was like, in three months from now, in October, in Maui. And I was like, cool. The next day, I sent him money. I bought my plane tickets. And I was like, I'm coming to Maui. (laughs) And then from there, he invited me to live in India with him for three months. Wow. Studying yoga with him and his teacher. And I did that. And luckily, I went traveling across the world for three months. And then I returned back to Maui to end the six-month travel trip with Eddie Modestini. And then guess what? He picks me up from the airport and he looks at me and he goes, you know, he's like 68 years old and 70 yeah. years old yeah. at that time. He's like, dude, you look like you have gone through a washing machine here. <laughs> drink this shake and he hands me a purium shake and i drink uh, it and i was like oh it it was amazing and that was the start of my network marketing business. oh my god that's an so amazing story the podcast opened up that journey for me and i've been with my business for six years now creating residual income i've helped over seven thousand people transform their lives and their health through our superfoods on a holistic level, on a weight loss level, on a gut level, autoimmune issue, performance in the gym, all the things. A couple of questions as we wrap up. And I think anyone who's been podcasting for a while can relate to some of the challenges that we go through as a podcaster. So I love to showcase them all here. I've had everything happen, as you can imagine, over the past nine years, dogs jumping into laps mail you know delivery men showing up during the day are just crazy the landscaper shows up so i think we've seen it all and done it all so and it's an important reminder that we're all just human trying to figure this out we're not fucking npr here you know and and we just do what we can with the best of our situation but i think the key is just getting that story to come through which is what i'm always you know that's my goal here so what's something you've changed your mind about recently that men's work is not gang And I use that word with respect. One of my best friends is gay and he's amazing. And I used to feel like men's work was woo-woo and spiritual bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah. Enough said there, I think. And if you want to learn more about what that means and Sacred Sun this is like a promo or a plug. So it's just hilarious. What is the most misunderstood thing about you? The most misunderstood thing about me is probably that some people may mistaken my passion for pressure say more about that yeah you know i mean i feel that i speak with such great intensity sometimes and i can ask incredible questions and some people might just receive that as being like no i don't want the thing or like no i don't want to hear more about sacred sons or no i don't want to hear more about purium or no i don't want to practice yoga and i'll just ask questions 
And that can be mistaken as me pressuring people where it really is just pure passion. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I can see how that come through. But I think may get the wrong impression when they first meet you, but I think anyone spend any sort of time with you will get the impression. They know, and from connecting with you, that you're, everything that you do comes from the heart and that you're a genuine person. And I got to experience that firsthand. So I'll be the first one to vouch you, brother. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And again, I'm sorry for the listeners who are like, man, what is up with this audio? It's like, dude, there is some serious tech issues going on today. Yeah, something in the field. I don't know if he's in retrograde or something, but... <laughs> My dog's not barking, so that's good because he sound bark dog alarm. But that's also the journey. So, Brother Alec, where is the best place for folks to learn more about what you got going on? There's a lot we covered here, so I'm sure people are going to want to at least dive in on one of the things that lit them up or that they resonated with. The easiest way to find me is on Instagram at Alec Love Life Yoga. And from there, you can DM me. We can have a conversation. We can connect. Got all the links for all the things that I've spoken about right up there. And yeah, man, thank you for this. And again, thanks for those who are rolling with the audio waves, <laughs> as we'll call them. Yeah, we'll make it all sound pretty at the end. And it'll sound like it was just one perfectly sounded conversation. So I appreciate you taking the time to jump on here, sharing your story. Super inspiring, your podcasting journey, your entrepreneurial journey, your yoga journey. And I think listeners are going to get a lot out of this and be inspired hopefully to take action to make their lives better and that's the reason i do these conversations because i never know where they're going to go and what people's journeys are and i like my listener to as i'm discovering it at the same time so i appreciate you sharing that journey with us and i'm looking forward to connecting with you probably probably in convergence in la yeah man well thank you so much it's an honor to be a part of your journey and your podcast as well and grateful to be on your virtual stage man truly it's an honor <laughs> thanks brother always appreciative of my guest time i never take that for granted i know an hour is valuable time and i'm so grateful they were able to come on and share their journey with you as a reminder if you are ready to get your podcast off the ground and don't know where to start sign up for podcast blueprint 101 and use promo code PBHD50 for half off the price. For a complete picture of everything that's happening in the world of podcasting and all the companies making moves, visit thepodosphere.com and create your own pod stack today. Podcast production and marketing provided by Fullcast. Visit fullcast.co and click the play button to learn the five pillars of a successful podcast that every business owner needs to know prior to launching. As a reminder, if you enjoyed this show or past episodes, you can show me some love by leaving a rating and a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash podcast junkies and I'll be sure to read those out on a future episode. Intro and outro music composed by Cedar and Soil. Visit cedarsoil.com for his full catalog. Tune in next week for a conversation with yet another fascinating podcaster as we dig deep, learn about their show and what makes them tick. Thanks for all you do to support this show across all our socials. I truly appreciate it. Talk to you next week.